Welcome, my numbers. Uh, Tyson with Bench Clear Media with you. Uh, just gonna have a great week 10 review. A uh, lot to talk about, a lot of crazy uh, games, a lot of kind of a statement week I put on terms of the header, kind of going through the week. Uh, a lot of big wins, a lot of teams really came out and played really well. I'm um, also I got to get, take a look at the uh, first card show I've been to in a long time on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. If you didn't see on Twitter, um, I did uh, post a couple of pictures. I did stay true to my my buy segment and got a couple of color of Donruss. Picked up a, a blue press proof of Lawrence that's in iffy shape. It probably won't grade well. And then a, a really nice Justin Fields. Um, I believe that's called it's kind of like a pink foil out of 500. Pretty cool looking card, very sharp. It looked in great shape. It's kind of what uh, uh, sold me on it. And part of my favorite card that I picked up was a blue checkerboard select Justin Jefferson premier level. Uh, cards just absolutely like gorgeous in person. Really almost looks like a color match, even though it's blue with the purple. Uh, but pretty cool card there for sure. But yeah, if you want to check out my pickups, go ahead and follow me at numbers underscore behind. I um, had a great time doing that. Uh, you know, a lot of, not a lot of injuries really to talk about this week. A lot of guys are coming back. Rogers got cleared. He was back. Uh, Wilson came back. Uh, didn't play awesome. It's a pretty rough game with all the snow. We'll get to that. But really, the only other thing is just Tua. He actually was kind of forced into action as Brissett got hurt. He was kind of the emergency QB, so they went to him. Ended up help, helping him beat Baltimore on Thursday night. So, um, all, all in all, we'll kind of go through the week here, just kind of see where things settled. Um, kind of excited. Next, on Thursday, I'm have Ty on him and I will kind of chat up, do a little bit of a division check, do some MVP check. Uh, he'll also probably have some things to talk about my rookie report as it comes out. Uh, I'm going to review the rookie report today with you pretty close. We'll go through all the top 20 and talk about the top five running backs, receivers and tight ends and just kind of go through that together as well give you guys a good perspective so a lot of information for you tonight so we'll kind of get to it um in terms of the week review uh dallas rolls atlanta i mean they kind of came back from that poor performance against denver uh 43 to 3 it wasn't close dallas was just kind of at will uh just doing everything they were doing everything they wanted they moved the ball pretty well they're two for two on fourth downs like everything's a complete switch of last week which is a uh, big as they their next week they're at kansas city so it's gonna be a big game that Ty and I will kind of preview on Thursday as he's a big Kansas City fan. I'm a big Dallas fan, so that'll be fun. Maybe we can put a little friendly bet on that. Um, Titans get another big win over Saints, 23-21. Those Saints are kind of quarterbackless right now, have a lot of injuries uh, with that position. Uh, they played tough. Uh, Mark Ingram, I mean, they had no Kamara as well, and Mark Ingram played pretty well. Um, but Titans, another big win. That's five in a row against five quality teams. Easy control of the South, and so it's just they're eight and two now. Uh, Tannehill's getting, you know, like I said, just watch out for his cards as they start to keep building up that uh, that record. I think it's gonna be tough for them in the playoffs. I'm not quite sure they have the offensive firepower and the defense to make the stops needed in the playoffs, but time will tell. Either way, they're playing great right now, so kind of enjoy the ride if you can. If you're a Titans fan, uh, Colts kind of went ugly, you know, home over the Jags. Jags they covered. Jags are ten point uh, underdogs and they only lost by six, I believe. But Taylor, another hundred yard game and touchdown. He was, you know, solid as usual. Pittman looked good again. Uh, pretty concerning with Lawrence. We'll talk about his numbers in a bit. But all in all, the, the Colts, they got the win they needed. And they kind of got put a couple wins together, even though it's been the, the Jets and Jags for the last two, which should be easy wins for them. Uh, they'd have a tough game next week against Buffalo, so we'll see how they fare in that big game. Uh, New England routes with the Browns. It was kind of a very surprising score. I, I mean, it was in New England. and just kind of just snowballed and got worse and worse. Mac Jones was really efficient. We'll get to his numbers, but he played really well. Uh, Baker ended up not finishing the game. Uh, I'm not sure if it was his shoulder or whatnot, but he uh, definitely team just struggled in general. A lot of injuries. Hunt was out uh, with COVID uh, protocols. Or, and sorry, not Hunt was out with injury. Uh, Chubb was out with COVID protocols, but uh, Brown just kind of have tough breaks for them. Just injuries and all these things. It's been really tough. And they're five and five, and they've just gone through a lot in terms of injuries 
and players missing time. I do think they're much better than a five and five team, but all in all with these kind of crazy losses they've had, they are still a game and a half out of the division. That division AFC North is quite muddied up right now. Uh, Buffalo, you know, just easy win against the Jets as expected 45 to 17. They got back on track after their loss to the Jags. Uh, Just pretty simple win. Nothing much to talk about there. Wilson's still not playing. Uh, And Josh Allen had a great game over 300 yards passing kind of back on track in terms of MVP performances. So that's good. Uh, Steelers, they tie 16 to 16. So, you know, that's a really tough tie for the pit that, you know, Lions are supposed to be one of your easy wins of the the year. Obviously, Big Ben being out with uh, on COVID protocols as well. Uh, Rudolph had to play and he he didn't play terrible, but not good enough to win. And the Lions, I think the Lions are kind of getting better. You really watch out for DeAndre Swift. Uh, He was really productive again against a really good defense. Uh, but that that tie might come back to haunt Pittsburgh when it comes to playoff seeding. So we'll definitely be playing, paying close attention to that as the season gets to the end. Uh, Washington is the shock of the week. Uh, they beat Tampa Bay uh, at home. Uh, Washington played really well, kind of was on them all game. Uh, even ran in a couple touchdowns, and Tampa Bay doesn't give up rushing touchdowns. So all in all, pretty good game for Washington. They got a couple picks on Brady. They were kind of unlucky for Brady, a couple tips and different things. But uh, that's probably the biggest upset of the day for sure was Washington beating Tampa. Uh, Carolina and Cam uh, get a big win against Arizona. I mean, Cam Cam was effective. Cam had a rushing touchdown, I believe. He also had a passing touchdown. They were kind of splitting time, but they think the plan for him right now is to be the starter. So they're going to give Cam the reins and see what he can do with uh, that team. And a great start beating Arizona on the road. Uh, you know, Arizona didn't have Kyler this time or um, Hopkins, but still uh, it's a good win for Carolina. Uh, Minnesota finishes the game finally. You know, I keep talking about it every week. They just they always come out fast and playing really well and then lose late at the end. It's kind of been their MO the last four or five weeks, and they finally put a team away. They beat the Chargers. Really tough for Herbert and the Chargers. Uh, Right now, that's Herbert's, I think they're three losses out of the last four. So they're kind of, they're they're reeling right now. So they can get back on track and see what they can do. They look like a really strong team for a while, and it just, it seems that they've uh, just weakened a bit. They haven't haven't been as consistent. uh, So we'll see if they can get back on track, because right now that AFC West is also quite muddied with KC, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos all within a game of each other. Uh, Philly routes Denver. So Denver gets that big one against Dallas, goes home and gets beat by Philly bad. You know, it's the NFL for you, very up and down. Uh, 30 to 13, Hurts and Devonta connected twice for TDs. So a good game from Devonta. Hurts was bad, pretty effective, pretty good. Denver's defense has been tough. So I'll, I'll give props to Hurts for that performance. He was he was pretty good. He's definitely pretty good to get a good win there. Uh, Green Bay shuts out Seattle for the first time in Wilson's career. He was shut out 17 nothing at Lambeau Bowl. Put Lambeau Bowl, was a lot of snow. It was kind of that. Green Bay game that they tend to do well in, but uh, a lot, not very many points in that game. Uh, A.J. Dillon kind of had a good little game we'll talk about later. Uh, but overall, Green Bay, good win. Kind of puts uh, Seattle in a really tough spot. They're three and six now. Uh, so we'll I'm not sure if they're going to be able to recover from that. And is this kind of where we start closing the chapter on the Russell Wilson career in Seattle? So you're going to move on after the offseason. A lot of chatter about Seattle starting to get ready for a change. We'll see what happens there. But very interested to see the offseason in Seattle. Uh, they're not dead yet, but three and six is going to be definitely tough to bounce back from. Then we finally saw the KC show. We haven't seen much this year. Uh, you know, uh, Mahomes was a top quarterback in fantasy. They had 516 total yards uh, of total yards, 400 yards passing, and they beat Las Vegas pretty handily on handily on the road. Not pretty handily. They beat them handily on the road. So that was great to see Kansas do it. Can they do it next week? Can they keep that going against Dallas? We'll see. Uh, Vegas likes what they saw last week against KC. They have KC as a favorite which I was a little bit surprised. I think uh, both those teams are playing really well right now, but KC is the early favorite for that game next week. Rams completely lay an egg on Monday night. Uh, kind of a chance to also kind of eliminate San Fran, like, like Seattle, and they, they don't. San Fran gets a big win. Uh, Rams just 
couldn't get rid of them all game long. And they, I think it was 31 to 10 was the final score. Uh, San Fran had a pick six off a of deflection. Just everything's kind of going wrong. But OBJ um, took off on a kind of go route, kind of turned the wrong way. And Stafford threw it in the middle of the field and they just picked it. Like some ugly, just sloppy uh, play by the Rams. So it's kind of two weeks in a row on Ash TV. They've been a little disappointing. Uh, so we'll see if the Rams get back on track. They're 7-3 now. Uh, but right now they're not head and shoulders in that division. I think you still, you know, Cardinals are still there with them. And uh, now San Fran's within two games of them. So uh, that division's getting a little bit tougher again. <clears throat> I think Seattle's the only team that's kind of clearly out of it. So let's get to our rookie production of the week. So we can follow our, you know, our rookies on 21 and questions on Twitter and in Facebook groups that I follow and breaks that I'm in. Uh, you guys just asked me, Hey, you know, what do you think about the Talent 21 class? Is Talent 20 class going to be way better for sure? I think it's easy to say, you know, the Talent 20 class is a little bit more attractive because you have Burrow and Herbert, who people feel pretty good about long term. Um, Herbert and Burrow, they aren't lighting the world on fire this year because, you know, they're both barely 500 football teams right now. Um, but I think more people are just disappointed in the, the rookie output this year. I mean, Lawrence has been very weak overall, uh, Lance hasn't played much, Fields is starting to get better each week. Um, Zach Wilson hasn't been that great and he's injured. And then Mac Jones has kind of been the only guy that's been like statistically every week, pretty solid. And so you can't, to me, when it comes to quarterbacks, especially with fields and Lawrence's situation, the, the uh, coaching situation, um, I just can't say that Lawrence is bad or fields is bad. I just think it's way too early for that. So in terms of comparing to 2021, it's just Burrow and Herbert kind of came in and they were, they're kind of ready to go. And I think Lawrence is kind of in a tough situation with coaching and tough, tough roster situation. And I'm just not ready to say he's bad. A lot of people are just saying whole 2021 class is bad. kind of overreacting. I'm just saying be patient. Um, there's still a lot of time. We still have a lot of season left this year to see some growth. So just keep watching it game by game. But definitely Lawrence's last couple of performances have been worrisome. Let's kind of get to that to start. <clears throat> uh, Lawrence was 16 for 35 for 162 and 4.6 yards per completion. And that's what I'm going to be watching for the next few weeks. If he doesn't start pushing the ball down the field, that yards per completion up. I'm going to be really just concerned about that offense because it's not him. We know he can throw the ball far. We know he has an arm. Uh, the fact that the Jags are not putting him in situations to push the ball down the field, I think is ridiculous. So definitely uh, watching that yards per completion for him. He did chip in 33 yards rushing. And again, they're respectable. They, they won't beat the Bills last week. Ugly, respectable against this week, this week against the Colts. Didn't win, but respectable. So they're not getting blown out. They're not, they're, you know, not playing like the Jets really. They're, they're, uh, they're playing better as a team. Um, Mac Jones, 19 of 23, 198, three touchdowns, really good day. Uh, QBR rating was around 89. Very good uh, score for him. Very efficient. Browns have a pretty good secondary. So overall, I was pretty impressed with Mac Jones. Probably the most this week of all the guys. Again, Wilson didn't play. Fields is on by. Lance didn't get in this week. Jamar Chase is on by. So a lot of the big guys are on by or didn't play this week. Devonta, four for 66 and two touchdowns. So two touchdowns is pretty good for him. Good little fancy day. Waddle was four for 61. Pitts, four for 60. Najah Harris, 26 for 105, four for 28. You know, Najah has probably been, him and Chase have probably been the most consistent rookies this year. Um, just week in, week out, fantasy starters. Uh, great. They really both look great long-term as well. I know running back's hard to say long-term, but Chase for sure. So definitely those two have been really impressive as rookies. Uh, Javante Williams, eight for 48, two for one. You know, it's just really his usage is just so weird to me at Denver. Eight for 48 is a pretty good line. You know, you, you stack that up, give him their eight carries, around 100 yards. 16 carries for 100 is a great day. Uh, so I'm really waiting for when they actually unleash Javante and let kind of stop giving Melvin Gordon so many carries. Uh, Mills isn't playing anymore. Sermon's not playing. St. Brown was okay for four for 61 and kind of the ugly game with the Lions and Steelers. Uh, Chubba Hubbard's still getting a little bit of run. He had a touchdown still. 
um, as a backup for CMC. We'll talk about CMC's uh, usage later. Tony was on by. Bateman's looked good again, six for 80. Micah Parsons had another sack. And Ramondor Stevenson made the list. Um, he had 20 carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns, four catches for 14 yards for the Patriots. So he killed me in my fantasy league with my my family. My father-in-law had him started in his flex, and that was quite uh, made me quite mad. <laughs> so it didn't, didn't win that matchup. Um, so, yeah, Stevenson had a great game. Kind of some hot and cold players of the week. You know, we got to call like we see it. And these three guys are really big guys in the hobby, and they're all really cold this week. Tom Brady did not have a great game. 23 for 34, 220, two touchdowns, and two picks. A couple of his picks weren't his fault. I mean, one of the picks I know wasn't his fault. The other one might have been a little bit over uh, overthrow. But overall, not a good game. Really tough for them to lose against Washington. The team has been pretty weak all year. Uh, Herbert, 20 for 34, 195, one touchdown, one pick. One of his worst performances of the year. And Russell Wilson in the snow, 20 for 40, 161 and two picks. So very ugly. Probably his ugliest game he's had in his career. Um, I mean, he said it wasn't the hand. Just, to, you know, they just didn't play well. I think the weather puts a big factor. And, you know, Green Bay's defense has been really good. So all those things kind of accumulated to him having one of his worst, his worst probably start of his career. Hot players, you know, finally, you got to see that Mahomes game we've been waiting for. Uh, 35 of 50, 406 of five touchdowns. That's just, you know, you love to see it. That's what everybody wants to see with Mahomes cards. Uh, that's what people collect his stuff for. He's just his big games like that. People enjoy watching. You know, CeeDee Lamb had a great, great game, six for 94, two touchdowns. They got back on track. You know, A.J. Dillon, 21 for 66 is not much, two touchdowns, but the biggest thing is Aaron Jones got hurt, and it sounds like it's going to be a multiple-week injury. So A.J. Dillon's going to get his chance to be that RB1 for Green Bay, so we'll really get to see what, that like, what that's like. I always thought with A.J. Dillon, as the weather got colder, they'd lean on him more. I mean, he played at Boston College, very cold northeast. He's just kind of built for that. And I just, I really feel like Green Bay would love to have that in their pocket where they can give it to a guy like that and they can deliver in that type of weather. So I think AJ Dillon is going to be a good guy to watch next couple of weeks. Uh, Stefan Diggs had a, had a nice week, kind of finally got on track with Josh Allen, eight for 162 and a touchdown. Haven't seen that line from him much this year like we did last year. So it's good to see him get back to how he was uh, flown in 2020. So I want to do just break down the Rudicky article for you guys, and I'm just going to go through and just talk about each kind of the ranks from, from top to bottom. I'll give you a couple of tidbits, just kind of summarizing the article, but definitely check out my article on Break Culture when it gets published. It's still in editing right now. Um, but <clears throat> a couple of things from the list, uh, 12 players in the top 20 dropped in value since preseason. Uh, I changed the rookie cards for the people on the list from tops to tops chrome. I kind of want to have everybody be prism or chrome to kind of get them more uh, closer in terms of pop and uh, value just to be fair to the guys that have like Aaron Rodgers tops versus tops chrome his tops chrome is more desirable uh, Fitzgerald isn't technically retired but I did remove him to the list he's not active he's just kind of he's not retired per se but I think he's kind of waiting to see if Arizona makes a run he might jump on their roster again at the end we'll see uh, the top 20 without Brady uh, from preseason to now only $300 difference in drops that's really not that bad so to me that means that football has been relatively stable this year uh, even with Brady's big growth, which Brady's kind of made actually the overall number higher. Um, five non-QBs cracked the top 20 again. Uh, that was the same as the preseason, so nothing different there. So we got 15 quarterbacks and five non-quarterbacks in the top 20 PSA 10 rookie values. So let's go through these in chunks here. So uh, number one is Tom Brady, Spot Bowman Chrome. Uh, now is 21,100 uh, 21, for his PSA 10 Bowman Chrome. Uh, plus 4,200 since we did our update in uh, August before the season. And Pop 81 went four more cards were graded at PSA 10 since our last update. Mahomes uh, went down <clears throat> 1,100 to 7,200, and his Pop went up by four. 
He's two. Aaron Rodgers, three. So his top scrum, first time I evaluated his top scrum, 5,400 from that with a pop of 236. Matthew Stafford, 2009 top scrum. Very weird pricing for Stafford. He's had a 765 sale and a 1,400 sale and a 1,000 sale. So he's got sales all over the place. And some of it has to do with his pop. His pop's 110. So people really jump when they see that card at times. They can kind of overbid on that, I think, if there's rare cards in general. Uh, plus 11 on his pop since last report. Uh, Josh Allen isn't made the top five. He's at 1075 for his base PSA 10 prism. Uh, $230 up from the preseason, and his pop is 1206. It was up 81. So 81 is a pretty good little chunk there. Uh, almost about a you know, it's about 8% gain. It's a top five. Uh, Big Ben rounds out number six. Uh, he's at 1066. So his is tough because he had no sales since our update last time. So he just kind of stayed where he is. So it'll be interesting to see if there one one does get sold soon because I think it might be down a bit. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think he is kind of undervalued. Uh, 2012 Prism, 797, down 135. His pop is 493, only up 12. Dak, uh, also I think a little bit undervalued for what he's doing this year. His Prism is 750, up 73 though, still up a little bit. And his pop's 1173, so plus 23 on his. Henry still made the top 10 because he hasn't, any, hasn't had any sales since his injury. So he's at 700. Um, his pop's only 153, it did grow by 16. And Lamar Jackson rounded out the top 10 with a 550 for his PSA 10 prism. His pop is 606 and grew by 13. Uh, down for 11 to 15 is kind of the high upside group. I, I called it my other article. Uh, Deshaun Watson comes in at 11. Uh, very interesting with John, Deshaun Watson. He's at 533 right now. He's only down $77 had played a snap this year. So it's very interesting that people are still holding that at a pretty good value. I haven't checked a couple of PSA, a couple of PSA 9 optics, like an optic teal, and uh, or sorry, optic lime it's called. And Opticam, they're still doing pretty good for PSA 9. So, uh, John Watson, Deshaun Watson still has good value. That's very interesting to me for not playing so far this year. Uh, Herbert's uh, down 20 bucks to 480, uh, pop 2063. So, that's kind of why his I think his values went down, even though he's been pl playing relatively well. His pop is quite large compared to the whole group. Uh, and it had plus 426 since our last update. So, that's almost a that's almost a 25% increase in four months. So let that sink in. That's why his value is dropping a bit still. Joe Burrow, uh, 380. So he's down 60. Uh, very similar. He's at 1811 on his pop and he's up plus 373. So again, same type of deal. He's up about 20% on his pop report. So that's why his uh, value isn't increasing with his play. Uh, Kyler, 3330. He's down 30, which is interesting for being an MVP race. Um, 2416 plus 97. Again, I kind of said in my article, I really think it's the market for him. And I think people are worried about his size. Uh, he, he, he's got injured again. So it's just kind of a, I think it's a growing concern for a uh, hobby. Uh, and last, we got Travis Kelce on 13 Prism 292, uh, 325. It was a $29 on his. So he grew a little bit. Kelce, he's been playing well. He's head and shoulders, the best tight end in the league right now. And his pop's 142. So it went up 35. So he had a pretty good growth in his pop for how small it is. Uh, and then to round out the 20 here, we got CMC. Uh, he went down 90, so he came down from that 300 down to 225. Uh, his pop was 961, grew by 33. Carson Wentz had a pretty big drop. He went from 200. He's at sorry, he went from 380 down to 200, so down 180. And his pop only grew by 10 to 722. Baker also took a big hit, 365 down to 200. His pop 903 only grew uh, grew by 16. And the last two guys we have are receivers. Tyreek Hill made the top 20 again. Uh, he dropped 90, though. He went from 275 to 185, and his pops at 262, just grew by 19. And our new member of the list, Cooper Cup, has had a, had a great year. I was really excited about seeing him make top 20 because he was on my buy in week two. 
Uh, and he's at 180 up plus 25 with a pop of 208 and 2017 prism. Uh, all in all, you know, just I think a lot of the same guys on the list. We did see some big drops from Winston Baker, uh, but relatively stable other than that. And so overall, pretty impressive to see football be pretty stable as the market starts to come down. Again, I think it comes to scarcity. So a lot of that's why Herbert and Burrow are struggling because they're not as scarce. But like Russell Wilson, um, Dak, a lot of those guys are kind of holding good value uh, because they're, they're, there's not a lot. The pop reports are pretty controlled. Um, when it comes to the top five running backs, we'll just kind of read these off real quick. Henry at 700, CMC 225, Zeke's at 142, Dalvin Cook at 125, and Kamara's at 115. Uh, put in my article, I strongly think Kamara's a buy at 115. I'd much rather have him over Dalvin. I think I, even as a Cowboys fan, I think I might like Kamara over Zeke. I know Zeke might be in the best position to win a championship right now, but I still think Kamara is going to have the longer career. Comes down to receiver and tight end, so it leads off with Kels at 325, Cooper Cup 180, uh, CD Lamb 175, Devontae 160, and Julio Jones 150. Very interesting list. I think the CD Lamb is still kind of like an earlier prism price, you know, him over Devontae, but Devontae Adams is a uh, 160. So it's kind of interesting to kind of see how those play out. I actually picked up a PSA 9 uh, Lamb uh, green prism today, just as a PC buy as a Cowboys fan. So looking forward to getting that in hand. I think the green looks pretty sharp with prism. So all in all, that's just kind of the quick summary of my rookie report. Again, it'll be published here any day now, just kind of going through editing, getting the eBay links on there so you guys can find different purchases you want to invest in. Uh, oh, I just think it's, to me, what stands out the most is that I do said in my article, I, I am concerned with Mahomes' price. He played great last week, and he showed Mahomes stuff again. Um, but again, he has one championship. A lot of quarterback stuff comes down to overall success in their career. And Casey showed some signs last week to kind of get back on track, but I just need to see more of it. You see guys like Aaron Rodgers, you see guys like Russell Wilson who have a championship as well and are priced, you know, a fraction of the price of Mahomes. I, I don't think there should be that big a gap, especially when their pop reports are relatively close. So that's one thing, big takeaway from my list. I think that Mahomes needs to come down to earth a little bit um, until he starts winning multiple championships. All right. So that is it for the rookie card report. Um, just kind of going through a couple of five takeaways from week 10 and we'll get out of here. So, I think the big takeaway is AFC North and AFC West is wide open. Um, very interested to see what that division is going to do. I think it's going to be, if I'm picking division winners, I think it's going to be Casey and Baltimore. I think those kind of tougher teams are going to keep rising to the top. I'd love to see the Bengals win. I'd love to see the Chargers win. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Casey and Baltimore for sure. Hopefully Herbert and Burrow can get in a wild card somehow still. Steelers are just, I'm not sure what to think of the Steelers. Their defense is pretty good at times their offense has been really stagnant at times but uh Steelers always find a way to be tough in December so we'll see what happens with them uh, I think the Browns just have too many injuries I don't think the Browns will be able to do anything and I think Vegas is starting to fall apart because they've had so much uh turmoil this year it's been tough for them to overcome uh Stafford Herbert and Murray have lost kind of shot MVP right now you know Stafford's looked bad the last two weeks um I think that Herbert you know like I say he's lost three of his last four and Murray's been hurt for the last two weeks. So I think that really hurts, kind of seals their MVP. I think it's kind of Brady and Allen right now. I think it's kind of clear-cut those two guys. I still think Mahomes is a ways out because of how bad the first part was, and then Rodgers missed the game. Rodgers could get back into it because he came back and won right away. Uh, but overall, I think the Stafford, Herbert, Murray kind of sealed their chances of getting MVP in my view. With Henry out, I think Jonathan Taylor's the best back in the league. So – I think that's just clear cut to me. He's just very consistent. Um, they run their offense through him, you know, and I just feel better about him with him in the usage. I think CMC will talk about in a second, but 
Uh, Taylor, just to me, is easy plug and play for fantasy. And I think his running back prisms are very undervalued. So if you have a little bit of chance to go grab some, some raw Taylors, I would go do it right now. I just don't believe Lawrence is bad. I just wanted to like, I kind of went on this spiel, but I just think that there's so much that goes into quarterbacks having success in the league. And I think that we need to keep giving some of these 21 guys some time. Uh, I think it's a perfect example that I brought up and I know I'm being a little bit of an Oregon Homer, but you think about Marcus Mariota when he came into the league, his first year, he was electric. You know, he had 80 yard rushing touchdowns. He was very good in fantasy. Uh, it was kind of the next big thing. And then the next year they, that got offense coordinator he had that year, got moved to somewhere else, got a promotion. And he ended up next having four offensive coordinators the next four years, and he just never got back on track. And I think that you know, system, players around you, all those things are really going to help a quarterback be successful. Lawrence isn't going to be able to win any franchise, a championship by himself, just like Mahomes couldn't. Mahomes has always had a pretty nice system in place with great offensive coordinators, great weapons. He's always had what it's needed to just air raid and have the success he's had. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're saying that Lawrence isn't good or Fields isn't good. Just like look around, what are they dealing? What are they working with? And I think that we need to be patient with some of those guys and hope that their teams draft well. That's when it really going to take. Uh, that's what's going to really take to make those teams uh, go is how they draft and build those teams around them over the next couple of years. And my last takeaway is, you know, the pa- Panthers have been lightning CMC's usage, and I want to say that anybody that has CMC cards, that's a good thing. The Panthers were basically just using CMC at, at will. They're giving him 10, 12 catches. They're giving him twenty five carries, almost forty touches a game. And that's just not sustainable for like anybody. I think that they, they finally kind of I, – I hope they figure that out. I think that's why they actually drafted a running back in Hubbard and try to get some other guys that can take some uh, take some snaps and some touches away from CMC in, in a good way because he doesn't need that massive volume because he's very effective when he does have the ball. And a good example is the stat line he had this week. He had 13 carries for uh, 95 yards, I think, and 10 catches for like 65, almost 150 yards total offense. He still had 23 touches, but they gave 18 carries to other running backs and four receptions to other running backs. So 22 touches went to the running back position that wasn't CMC. And I think that CMC, that's just that to me, it's just going to maximize his ability to stay healthy, which is the most important piece. We know what he can do with the ball in his hands. We know he's probably the most electric and, uh, man, he's just the best receiving uh, running combo we've seen running back position for some time, but it only works if he's healthy. So I'm just saying to CMC collectors, it's a good thing that they're adjusting his usage because I don't think he could have done what they've been asking him to do the last couple of years. As you've seen, he's gotten injured both years. So, uh, But that's uh, that's it for this show. Um, again, follow me at numbers underscore behind. And lastly, I just want to give a shout out to my sponsor, Queen City Breaks. Harris, Avery, and the guys do a great job taking care of you. A lot of different sports and different things that they do breaking-wise. But again, just a fun atmosphere to hang out and watch them open cards. And they care about their members and they just want you to have a good time. So go check out Harrison Avery at Queen City breaks facebook group i will be with you guys on thursday and again i'll have time on the show so i'm excited to dig into the kansas city dallas matchup have a good week